dog turned on the owner. Shredded up the owner's arm. Me and my partner get there. Uh, the one guy went out and got a shotgun. And, and what, was the owner like, no. No, they were like, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A woman died Friday after apparently jumping from a luxury Manhattan high-rise while cradling her small dog. The 60-year-old leaped or leapt from the top of a 46-story 10th Avenue building called The Victory, right around 41st Street in Hell's Kitchen just before one. Landed on the side of the building, stunning neighbors. I saw the traffic divert, said a worker. I thought it was garbage or something thrown in the street by some guy, but then I got closer and I realized it was not garbage. And I got the hell out of there. That's, uh, I don't know, people will differ on whether or not that is garbage. But they're going to do basically the same thing with it ultimately that they do with garbage. She uh, leapt. She's dead. The dog is dead. And uh, that's the end of that. Uh, Joining me now, Michael O'Sullivan. How you doing, Michael? What's up, Pat? From the Crack House Podcast. The Crack House. Which people can find. On YouTube, Spotify, Apple, any place and you want to re- enjoy a podcast. <laughs> retired NYPD as well, which uh, is very uh, helpful to us because when the cops see something like this, how unusual is this? I mean, like, I, I, I read the paper, but I think sometimes they don't report every single one of these incidents. Yeah. For me, when I worked in the Bronx, I didn't see too many. I, I dealt with one guy who jumped out a window, I think it was like a 10th or 12th floor window. He had actually tried to stab himself in the neck first. Oh, wow. Didn't work, and then decided to, uh, like, swan dive out the window. But I know from uh, friends of mine that work in Manhattan, you deal with a lot more suicides. Yeah. Rich people love to kill themselves. Well, the buildings are taller. That's true. Uh, yeah. But, but rich people... Uh, a big thing, a uh, buddy of mine that worked on the Upper West Side said, he goes, I don't know how many apartments I went into... Where you walked in, you smelled the gas, and there was a body in a stove. Wow. And most of them would leave a note. I think he told me about one where the guy put his head in the stove, left a nice little note, left out four Rolex watches, one watch to each friend, family, whatever, uh-huh. and about four checks. How nice. For about like seventy five to $100,000 each. That also went to other people. So at least he was considerate before he decided to end the big show. Do you get to do it that way? I mean, like, it seems as if there might be legal problems with that. Like, I mean, was he somehow coerced into writing? I mean, is there a criminal investigation surrounding that kind of a thing? I have no... That, I don't know how it goes down the road, but... I mean, the guy the guy was at least considerate. Yeah. If he wrote a note... Allegedly. You're the first one in there, allegedly. It's like a bad Columbo. You could leave a tip, you <laughs> yeah. know, for the people who come in and find you that way. Yeah. You know, leave a Rolex for them. You you clearly have an abundance of Rolexes. Sorry, officer. Yeah. Uh, look, I know it's a lot of trouble. Have my Bruno Malley shoes. <laughs> Hope you're a size 10. <laughs> yes. Well, she, uh, unidentified woman. Now, this is also from uh, the New York Post. The first one I read was from the Daily News. The New York Post had more of a, I guess, a detailed sort of uh, an report on this because it says the woman left behind a handwritten note talking about stress, then just walked to the edge and jumped, according to sources. Bottles of medication were found in her apartment. A source said, looks like depression. Local resident Dimitri Wallace, and this is where it gets interesting, because uh, depression is not that interesting. It's, you know. It's depressing. It's depression, yeah. It's just, uh, and people always think they're depressed when they're not, like, you know, legally or clinically depressed. Yeah. 
I mean, because it's a word that has like uh, two meanings. It can you could be just like, I'm really down. I'm sort of depressed, or you can be like, no, I'm about to jump off a fucking building yeah. with my dog. Forty six floors was it? Yeah, forty six floors. I'm surprised she didn't explode. I mean, it doesn't say that she didn't. Maybe she did. I mean, I, I guess she did. I'm sure that, you know, that her dog uh, that she had was a rescue, which I'm sure he's like, thanks a shitload. This is not <laughs> what I had in mind when you picked me up and saved me from death. How long ago did she get him? Imagine if she I just got him, like, yesterday. Like, <laughs> I'm going to save you, buddy. I and thought uh, it would cheer me yeah. up. It most likely was as a result of the depression, right? Or to, to try to ease it, I would think. Dog, you got 24 hours. People, <laughs> you start cheering me up or <laughs> shit's going to get nasty around here. I'm going to name you Zoloft. Yes, here, Paxel. <laughs> you are okay now, and and also, I mean, is it cruelty? I mean, you know, this is could they charge her posthumously with animal cruelty or something? You can get shy, but I mean, no one's gonna. It's not really. Yeah, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? That's crazy. I don't know why people would do that, especially like the jumping off the building. Yeah, because they say people that have survived it, they say as soon as your feet leave, it's immediate regret. Yes. They said that like in the uh, the bridge. Uh, yes, yeah, that was some documentary. But they, yeah, I I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, to... it's an amazing for people that don't know. It's a, it's a documentary about the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. I think is the most jumped off bridge, if if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, it's yeah, number... it's it's a huge suicide spot. Mm-hmm. And this one filmmaker put a camera on a mountaintop across from the bridge, kind of like on a cliff. And he just started recording the bridge every day. I think it was for a year. And he actually caught, I think, about 10 or 12 suicides from yeah. the bridge. And the la- the ending of the documentary is one guy going down. And I believe he lived. But there's about four or five other ones they actually show in the, in the, uh, in the documentary. People just leaping off. I think it's a 90%. You have a 90% chance of dying. That's not good enough. Yeah. That's not that that ninety percent is not good enough for me. I mean, because you mean you die just on impact, right? Yeah, they say it's like hitting concrete when and then, you hit the water, right? And how high is it, stories wise? I mean, do you know like how many feet? Hella high. Hell, it's, it, 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 it's a probably a couple hundred feet. Yeah, so maybe twenty under, stories, maybe under two hundred feet. Some it's, people hit and then they they have to tread water for a while, right, or something. I mean, if yeah. you don't die, yeah, it probably you gotta knocks not, you unconscious. You have to not drown. But so retrieval is like pretty. Uh, the heat's on there. You got to get them. You got to get them yeah. fast if you're going to try to save them. And then and then the so water, that's kind of a hassle. Yeah, and then the waters I think over there too are not the the best. They're very choppy water. It's it's by, right by Alcatraz. Oh right, where yeah. these guys supposedly did not make it either. Back Clint Eastwood and. <laughs> Remo Williams and the other guy. They say, that, yeah, they escaped from Alcatraz Island and they didn't make it. But I mean, yeah. they, they. No one knows. Do we know? I don't know. They, they, they just they, they, they weren't in the prison. Yeah. So they probably went, went out and drowned. Are there any sharks over there? Supposedly. Yeah, I guess so. Allegedly. Shark infested. Shark don't do. <laughs> and then there you are. You 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 jump into you you die through the two hundred foot fall into you know basically what sort of is supposed to be like concrete and then you get eaten by a shark or some shit. Or some sharks, or you just drown in that fucking salt water. Which yeah. I, it's salt water is terrible to drown in. It's it's fresh water. They say it's pleasant once the water is like in your lungs. You're just like ah, that's kind of refreshing. But salt, you go into convulsions and you or something. You start to uh, 
you know, try to, your right. body's trying to spit it out. It's a burn. It's it's probably burns a lot, too, the salt, right? The yeah, salt, salt in, like salt in a wound. Ugh. It's salt inside your body, and it's just like I, I, a burning sensation, I would imagine. But this woman didn't have to deal with any of that. She just jumped with her dog. Uh, to jump with the dog is, uh, boy, that, I think that's what sets us apart. You know, people, a woman jumping off a building because she's suppressed, people go, oh, wow. But with a dog, people are likely to, like, get upset about this fucking dog. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more people upset about the dog than her. Yeah. Obviously. Like, if she would have just taken the dog and thrown it off the roof, she'd be under the jail. She Yeah, front cover of the Daily News. Mm-hmm. Monster, I believe, would have been... Monster would have been used a lot. Murderer. <laughs> dog killer. Yes. How dare you. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of a... Like, like sort of a pun or something? Yeah, it's really not... <laughs> All dogs go to heaven? I yeah. don't know. But, yeah. Why bring Canine the... K-O. Yeah, why bring the dog? Poor doggy. Yeah. I mean, I, what a... Yeah. I, I have more sympathy for the woman. I don't really it's care like about the dog. Yeah. I, I just don't care. I mean, the dog was a rescue anyways. So, I mean, like, the dog was going to die. I mean, maybe she gave him a few more weeks of life. Who knows? You know, my, my third wife, who am now in the process of, you know, the divorce is underway... It's happening. And she, when uh, we started dating, had a dog. It was a pit bull, and it was a large dog. It was some kind of pit bull mix or something. And it was the dog weighed, I don't know, at least 235 pounds. It was That's a monstrous <laughs> dog. And the dog, you know, liked me well enough. But, you know, you make one false move. They like little kids yeah. well enough until they don't. Yeah. And so I'm not going to, you know... Don't know if I made this known to her, but I had no intention of staying over when we had started dating until no matter how much fun I'm having, I'm leaving because I'm not going to be asleep when this dog, you know, wake up and is eating my dick off or something. Thought it saw something weird or or I'm fucking her. Right. And she's like and, and he thinks I'm like uh, choking her to death or something, which I could see why he would think that <laughs> without going into. T- t- but like we get it, we get it. <laughs> so, got it. But I sent her one time a uh, a link to a bow story about a guy who had a pit bull, but he had a heart attack, and someone was trying to save the guy and the, the heart attack, and yeah, and the dog killed the guy who was trying to save the guy because he thought he was attacking the master, some shit like that, and. And she said, well, that's it. I'm putting the dog down today. And I'm like, what? Don't. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that today. Think it over. She put that dog down, and she had rescued that dog. That dog had, like, you know, less than 24 hours to live, I think, if she didn't adopt it. And she had that dog for a couple of years. So I have some sympathy for the woman. I figure, you know, if she gave that because because, you know, the wife here extended the life of the animal. Yeah. Unquestionably. Yes. By a couple of years. The dog would nip at people when they were walking down the street. It would nip at other dogs. It would bite at the fucking mailman. Sooner or later, she was going to have a huge... If somebody didn't get badly it was, hurt, it was going to be a lawsuit. Yeah. It's a huge liability. Yeah, so. and I was never, I've was i never been a pit bull fan. Uh-huh. The music or the dog. No, but. I don't like the dogs because they are um, No, they I, I, I watched... I had a job, actually, where the, the ESU guys had to kill the pit bull with the shotgun. That must have been cool. Yeah. I mean, at least... It was crazy. And the dog turned on the owner. Shredded up the owner's arm. Mm. Me and my partner get there. The guy's just got blood gushing from his forearm. His, like his, uh, the skin is just hanging off his arm at this point. Mm. Blood, skin. He's screaming. The dog is kind of trapped in the hallway lobby of the building. Uh, ESU, thank God, was very close. They showed up. 
uh, one of the guys that showed up from ESU, he darted the dog like three times with tranquilizers. Didn't work. Wow. And, was the dog on PCP? Uh, I think he was high on PCP. Yeah. Yes. Crack. They finally were like, okay, we hit it three times. Didn't work. Uh, the one guy went out and got a shotgun. And and what, was the owner like, no. No, they were like, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and one of the ESU guys was that was there was uh, Stephen Driscoll, who actually passed away at 9-11. So RIP Stephen Driscoll. He was the one who tranquilized it. I think his partner got the shotgun and gave it the coup de grace, as yeah. they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kill shot. Yeah, it was that crazy. probably just blew it apart, I would imagine. We actually, and we had another one where the pit bulls. That were, was actually the dog's name, right? Napoleon blown apart. <laughs> dog could dance. I could tell you. Let me tell you, the dog had moves. We actually had another one where it was the same thing pit bulls in an apartment. Three pit bulls turned on a fourth pit bull and they mutilated it. It looked like a murder. My God. It was. And the same thing, the ESU guys showed up. They. They, they were able to tranquilize all these dogs. Like, they... And we... Now, back then, you transported the dogs. This is before all these rules came into place. The dogs were placed in the trunk of the police car, and you drove it down to the ASPCA on 110th Street. So we drove from the Bronx down there. And I remember asking one of the ESU guys, like, are they going to wake up in the car? He goes, they're not waking up. I said, okay. All right, whatever. And... uh we dropped the dogs off. They, they gave them so much stuff that they were, just, they were out. These dogs were not getting up. so Having a nice little sleep. Yeah, they Sleeping had, off their, uh, yeah, their they meal. Had a night, yeah, he goes, they're not going to wake up. Now, Don't did, worry did about they, it. Did they, you say they mauled it, but did they eat this dog? They just like mauled it to death. I mean, the walls were just cut. It looked like a bad horror movie. It looked like a Saw movie went on. Whoa. It was just the walls were covered with blood. And, and what makes them do that? You got to wonder, like, what you, is it about you, this yeah. other dog? They didn't, probably like... Um, Somebody, you know, they, there was a little skirmish that got the dog got nipped. And it was all... And then it was like blood. Yeah. They're like, oh, blood. And they taste blood and they lose their minds. Yeah, it was all, and it was all four pit bulls. All the dogs involved yeah. were pit bulls. Four, four pit bulls. So they, it's not like there was some kind of, uh, you know, interbreed uh, bias or something, you know, like three pit bulls and, you know... No, and, pit, on, pit on pit crime. Totally, pit on pit. Which is what you can count on, really. I mean, but, okay, and the... Tranquilizers worked in that case. Yeah, they have these tranquil. They ha- they look like you know like something out of the movie almost. They re- I don't think they have the. Do they have like the feather on them? I'm trying to remember. Like in Jaws, like yeah. They shoot the try to shoot them with the tranquil. They're going to. Yeah. To put a great white shark out, it would take some ridiculous amount. But if they hit him, this other dog that didn't go under with the tranquil. Yeah, it was three crazy. times. They hit it him. It was from- like three times with the darts just hanging out of the like the the hind quarter. Did it of- even slow him down? No. How could like you- they How might we- get like loopy? I've seen dogs. This has been when we've used them on search warrants. Uh, if you hit a dog square in the face with a fire extinguisher, like just hit them with that mist, the white mist that comes out. Yeah. That CO2 stuns them, and you have like a, a three or four second window. They just stand there. I saw a pit bull get hit right in the face. And they just... Like on the couch, ready to charge at us. Yeah. And the guy hit it with the thing. With the, the fire. fire extinguisher. Yeah. The dog just froze. What guy? And, the, the the owner of the dog? No, one of the... One of the police? One of the, one of the cops on the search warrant on the stack came in, hit it, and then you have one guy on that stack that has that long stick with the little loop on it to... Right. And he'll try and get it on the dog quick, and then you just... Yeah, once you got him on Control that. the animal. Yeah, then you can have... Then you have animal control. So why didn't they hit this dog with the loop? 
the one that that it ended up. Oh, with the fire extinguisher, they had to, with the, the, they had, the was, one they had to shoot. It was just too far away, I guess. I I don't you know. Plus, the thing had done a lot of damage. It wasn't <laughs> like, oh, well, let's just try and contain it a little. It was out in the lobby of a building. It, oh. it was getting out onto the street. It it, it was a scene, man. Oh, okay. Oh, it was a scene. Like the street was shut down. It, it was a little lobby of a building. Yeah, and this is like around right now, like around five six o'clock at night. It got cuckoo. Yeah. And this is, yeah, this is right before 9-11. This it's is a mad dog. 21 years ago, maybe? 20, Do you think there's any connection? Could be. Could have been his cousin. I mean, between him and, and uh, 9-11, I mean, the dog. They do hate dogs. You know, Muslims do not like dogs. They uh, they don't even eat them. I mean, they, they won't touch that. They won't touch pork or dog meat, <laughs> to my knowledge. However, I, I want to say... I, how do you how do you account for a dog getting so much tranquilizer in its system and not and I not have, going down? I mean, how do we even? Because I mean, when it's a person, it's like, oh, they're on PCP. You figure. I have no idea. It was it was a decent sized pit. It wasn't small. It was it was like a medium sized pit. Yeah, there's small ones, and then there's like you know there's gigantic like yeah, the one I've that seen. I the one that uh, that my wife had. It was just under three hundred pounds, probably. Yeah, some of them are just disgustingly. They they look like they're on steroids. Yeah. And, Creepy. And yeah, they get muscular. Yeah. Some of these dogs. Have you seen those super muscular uh, chimpanzees? Uh, the, the, there's one that doesn't have any fur, mm. and and I think that they probably all have muscles like that. But this one doesn't have any fur, and you can see what's going on under the fur. What the fuck? Well, I just saw the thing in the paper. Chimpanzees kill apes. A wild champ chimpanzee somewhere were just killing apes. Yeah, this was in the paper. I, I thought it would be. The other way around. That Ape. the apes are much bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they're not as vicious, I guess. Huh? But they are, they seem like they would be. Chimpanzee strength, I guess. I don't know. Chimps, <laughs> chimps are, yeah, to me, are. the most terrifying animal. Yeah, that's because, crazy. Because they're pretty smart. Yeah. And also vicious. They just, they have no, they have no boundaries, no moral compunctions about it. It doesn't seem like. Genitals you know? and face. And they're capable of it. Yeah, genitals, genitals and face. They're going to come from your, for your dick. Or your fucking face. I just watched a video again. And, and God help you if you're a dick face type person. <laughs> that lady in Connecticut that got her face ripped off. Oh, yeah? We they remember just, her. Yeah, they just showed... I was watching some other There's podcast. Up, has there been an update? <laughs> and they were just showing what she looks like. I think they did more work on her face. Oh, she did. Oh, she did die? She did. Well, this is her husband she... died, then she did. Oof. And, uh, but, I mean, what were the last few years of that like? What I mean, your life is just permanently altered lot, for the worse. Yeah, I think she did get a lot of reconstructive stuff. She did, yeah. and when they did, you're like, this is the after picture. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because there's no gaping wounds, so you know, it's but like she just looked, you know, monstrous. Yeah, she had no eyes. And she probably this was a huge improvement. Her husband's like, hey, nice work, night on the town. Let's go, honey. I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes. I, I would stand by. Uh, you know, my wife, if uh, she was attacked by a chimp, I guess. If, if I hadn't told her, don't go over there fucking with that chimp. Yeah. Don't go over there. Because she did. She went over and fucked with the chimp. I mean, like, the, the chimp was loose, running around, She and she got involved, I think. She went over to the house, so whoever's it was. Yeah, she was friends with that lady for years. Yeah. She comes over all the time. We have fun. She comes over, but uh, the chimp was loose. We were, we were trying to get it to, and I, what can I say? I think, too, when the cops showed up, you know, the cops eventually shot and killed the chimpanzee. Mm. And she was screaming, don't kill him. Meanwhile, this lady is picking up her face off the ground. Not It was the owner that was yelling, don't kill him. Yeah, the owner. The owner, yeah. like, please don't kill him. What a fucking <laughs> cunt. You got to take the side of the human being. 
if it eats your friend's face off, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's that. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the end of it. I don't care how on drugs the fucking chimp was. Now, in an alternate universe, they don't shoot the chimp. The chimp goes into recovery, goes into rehab, comes out a new man, appears new, on talk shows. I'm a new chimp. And says, you know, I'm I, in touch with obviously myself. I have my regrets, but I put that behind me. And now I'm looking into the future. I'm going to focus a lot on me right now. There's a lot of <laughs> me going on. I, and I'm, but I mean, yeah. Right. When you do that, you're, you're so, so this dog, I don't know if it had done anything wrong. I don't know if it, if it ripped anybody's face off or shit on the rug or anything like that. Oh, I can see that. It's very frustrating when you got little dogs that'll, that, that aren't trained properly. It's deep carpet, yeah. But uh, it yeah. says, uh, now this local resident, Dimitri Wallace, told the Post, he was sitting on the roof of the building across the street from the Victory moments before, in the Victory was the name of the building, uh, moments before the woman jumped when a paper airplane note floated by and landed next to him. How they found this guy, I don't know, but this paper airplane landed next to him there's moments before she jumped. He's across the street, sitting on the roof, and written on one of its wings, it says, you are blessed. While stay strong, you'll get through this, was on the other wing. It landed on my roof up here, like directly above. I was like, oh, shit. Is somebody okay? <laughs> yeah, I... Is what? somebody okay? Or somebody not okay? Is somebody I think somebody's okay. not okay. Somebody is true. and somebody's not. That's, a, that's always the case. I don't get this part of the story at all did she write this and through it did someone else see this did somebody think that he was about to jump yeah maybe someone tried to throw it to her and we got it landed on him he yeah. got it you we got know. a third party yeah this, a mystery airplane it, maker it makes it a mystery now doesn't it to me it does sort of almost stay strong he said he threw it off the roof yo that's crazy this is this is a quote from him obviously yo that's crazy that somebody like threw this note and then this literally happened like right after Dimitri Wallace said of the suicide i just saw it and i was like oh that's weird i threw it off the roof he said of the paper airplane i wanted to just send it to whoever just passing along a positive message well unfortunately it didn't end positive Paper airplane therapy has its limits. You know, I think we can. Agree I, yeah, with that. I don't think uh, it hasn't been proven in a lot of. I have not seen it be effective, no. but it's 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 like at least it's finally in the papers. We're talking about it. You know, it's this is a this is a long overdue conversation. It's out there. <laughs> Who is having that conversation? Yes, it's Oprah. Both the woman and her pooch were declared dead at the scene. If the dog would have survived, it'd be a big story, I guess. Like, if the dog, yeah, like, was like actually... Yeah, on her, maybe. Yeah, somehow just, like, trotted off. Or if it was eating the body, you know, there would well, be an appropriateness yeah. to that. Nearby workers were shaken by the incident, and they questioned why the woman would take her dog with her. <sighs> you know, I mean, like, the tragedy of somebody killing themselves is worse than somebody who kills their dog, I think. I know a lot of people won't agree with that. I think that if you kill yourself, that's... That is, it should be the story more than like, oh my God, a dog has died. But it is weird to jump off with a dog. I agree. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right with that. It is, it's tragic this woman died. She took her own life. Taking the dog was like, you know, mustard on the hot dog. Like, why did you really have to do that? Did that really need to be done? No. I mean, say you've lived a good life. Yeah. I mean, how old is she? 60? 60. Say you've lived this life where you haven't done shit yeah. like that generally. You've never murdered a we dog don't, before. Yeah. We don't know her whole backstory. Why bring dog murder into it, though, at the yeah. very last second? Why do that with your with your dying act of Was jumping a, off yeah. a building? That's the la literally the last thing you'll do is just leap. Take a step. 
just 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 one more inch off of this thing and you're gone. Bro, she threw herself out with a dog. With a dog, exclaimed Mike Olive, 37. He's a construction worker from across the street. <laughs> Bro. I, I mean, that is something, though. You're not going to... I don't think you're going to see that ever again. If you're, if Mike Olive is not going to see that probably ever again in his life. Yeah, probably not. He was at a bar that night going, dude, dude, she jumped off with the dog in her hand. Bro. Bro. The with dog, the dog. The dog was in her hand, dude. It's a weird thing to say. I wonder if the if the bodies kind of were like meshed together a little bit. Like, I mean, did they immediately know that there was a dog? I, I mean, I know that you don't explode as much as you think, maybe because I saw a guy a video of a guy who jumped off a building and he was still alive, but his leg was you know compound fractured, a yeah. bone sticking out, and everything. He was in bad shape, but he was clearly looking around, and he jumped off a fucking side of a skyscraper somewhere. I think it was in Philly. Yeah, there's some some people have that. You know, there's that small percentage. There was a guy, though, in Midtown, I remember seeing this picture probably 20 years ago. He was an older guy, and I think he was very sick with cancer. But he went, he might have went from like a 60 or 70-story building, and he exploded. Like his, his guts, he was like a pinata on the sidewalk. That's not responsible. This is now a national moment of grief, a national moment of pain and searching for a solution. They've said black lives matter. A 40-year-old violent Brooklyn man shot the night of July 4th, Independence Day, during an argument with people leaning on his girlfriend's car, has died. That's Omar Guzman. Died Wednesday, Brookdale Hospital, where he was being treated for four shots to his upper body and legs. His death has been ruled a homicide. So, you know, sometimes when you have these shootings, they do end up being, you know, homicides. Because you hear shootings, you go, oh, okay, shootings, whatever. But uh, people go in, they try to get patched up, things don't go right, and next thing you know, uh, here it is just uh, a few weeks later, he's dead. Police said the Independence Day shooting happened around 9 p.m. when Guzman got into an an argument on Central Avenue near Cornelia Street in uh, Bushwick. Beautiful, gentrified Bushwick. Uh, Guzman, who lived in a nearby building, saw more than one person leaning on his girlfriend's car. An argument ensued, and he was shot moments later. No arrests. That's, uh, that, that's the way dumb shit happens, isn't it? Just yep. out of nowhere. That is dumb shit. That's a dumb way to die. Yeah. I mean, like... I'll, I, I'll throw the old July 4th, throw a few beers in the mix... A few yeah. shots of scotch, whatever. Okay, yeah. And scotch. now, God knows, I love my Fourth of July scotch. Some scotch, whatever you want, whatever your what, what time did it happen? Nine thirty at night. It's nine p.m. Yeah, so going all day, hitting all day. Yeah. Now some guys on your girlfriend's car, and you miss the goddamn fireworks, and you're not going to stand for it. Yeah, they're leaning on your car. Three, two, maybe multiple people leaning on yeah. the car. Well, now it's time for a little. Not on, not on my watch. I wonder if his, his girlfriend's and, probably with him. Oh, yeah. Let's find a way to blame her. She's like, hey, what the fuck? Look at these guys leaning on my car. One guy pulls out a gun, shoots him four times, right? Shot four times. Shot four times. Yeah. Over leaning on a car. That's they, That guy's going to jail for leaning on a car. For not using his head. They're no arrest. Yeah, well, oh, they don't even know who shot him. It's yeah, a, they'll figure it out. Once it's a homicide, do you think that they do? They go, okay, it's not just a shooting now. It's a homicide. Yeah, it's, it, it ramps everything up. The guy took a human life. Okay. So it's now it's go time. An argument uh, over people leaning on his girlfriend's car. When, when people, you know, like I get it. You know, you can't just take shit from everybody. I understand. Yeah. You got to like uh, take a stand. Don't let people lean on your fucking girlfriend's car. Fine. Say something. But... Uh, 
you know, if you start, just if there's a gun involved there, it depends on what, do these people look like they have guns? I don't. It's it's dumb. It's just so dumb. I I don't want yeah. to blame the victim at all. No, it sucks. That what happened to this to Omar sucks. Yeah, Omar Guzman. And he was probably trying to do the right thing for his girl. Like, hey, man, get off. The- I, I don't. Who knows? I wasn't there. I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback what the conversation was. Yeah. But look at the way it ended, which is not good. No, the bad result. Omar, rest in peace, buddy. <laughs> rest in power, Omar. A uh, queen substitute teacher who's uh, who joked about shooting his, his uh, art class students is uh, released now. He was jailed for this. He, he made a joke um, about... Uh, Shooting them, you know, I guess. I mean, this is, I'm going to give you his side of the story. Uh, I didn't even yell. He said, I'm so used to the kids. I joked uh, around with them. I made a remark that I shouldn't have said, and class went on as normal. You know, he said, it's like when people say, I'm going to throw you out the window, but they don't actually mean it. I was just joking. Well, one student had a reaction in class, and I said, of course I'm kidding. He felt he had a rapport with them and uh, didn't think it was any big deal. What he said was... uh, if you won't do as you're told, I'm going to shoot you. And yes, I have a gun. It's a perfectly fine statement. It's a perfectly fine statement. Listen, here's, here's well, what it remember was. Remember the kind of threats we used to get? Yeah. Like, shit, like I, I'm, I'll strangle you and hang you up by your whatever. They, they, they just say shit like that. I went to Catholic high school. They, the brothers would beat the shit out of you. The, the, you mean the monks? We had brothers, the Sacred Heart brothers. Oh, right. But not the kind of brothers that... Uh, okay. There was a few uh, brothers in my high school. There was brothers and brothers in my high school. Right. And they were <laughs> brothers from another mother. Yes. And of another sort. Did uh, and, and they would make these kind of threats. You think nothing about it. Yeah. But, you wouldn't say anything. Because if you told your parents, then they'd probably beat the shit out of you for causing problems in school. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's just silly. It's it's it is silly. Now I understand school shootings were not going on back in the eighties. I think we still haven't seen a teacher bring a gun into a school and just open fire. No, I and, haven't seen that one yet. And this is how this is how they. I assume the principal who doesn't know the substitute teacher goes, "Well, there's going to be a liability here, and I have to report it if I hear about this because the report the, yep. the, the the principal got it from." The supervisor, and the supervisor got it straight from the teacher. So the teacher said this. That's this is 52-year-old Alejandro Rocha, and uh, he, was, he, was, he was charged with making a terroristic threat after he told his middle school class, if, if you won't do as you're told, I'm going to shoot you, and yes, I have a gun. Now, none of the kids complained, like I said. Uh, his case was sealed. But he, uh, he told the Daily News he faces consequences. What does that mean? Are the charges thrown out? Are they dropped? Yeah, it's done. He's fine. It's sealed, and uh, it's and like so it's not on its record. Yeah, even. it's done. But they I, seem to still know. You know, they know. It's listen, like, it's out there. If people want, like, if he goes for say, like a federal job, he would get fingerprinted. He got fingerprinted for this offense. It's still going to pop up as a sealed arrest. Mm-hmm. But which you'll have to explain. Yeah, can you explain that to us? But he said, uh, Ocha. He's talking about the police. He says, according to them, it's as if it never happened. Yeah, it, of having it, his case it is like. It's, it's like it's a sealed arrest. It doesn't happen, but when he's looked up, if he goes for like certain jobs uh-huh. where he's fingerprinted, it will pop up again. It's in, and that's It'll kind pop of up kind of what he's up. saying. He goes, but in the meantime, that's not yeah. the truth. It did happen. He like, said, I, like I think if he went for like a pistol permit or something. You know, you have to get fingerprinted. They'd be like, well, what's the sealed arrest? He no, says, you uh, can't have it. My teaching license was suspended. Suspended a license. I'm not able. 
to access the website that allows me to find jobs, the teaching jobs. And then also his TLC license to work for Uber got suspended. This guy has, he substitute teaches and drives Uber. These two kind of like marginal second job type jobs. He's side hustling his side hustle. Yeah. And I have to go to a hearing uh, in order to get his Uber license reinstated. Like he said in the story, he told his supervisor. Yes. And that guy just covered his ass. Like I'm not, we used to call it like hot potato. Yeah. Like if you told your boss, listen, I just had this happen, but I didn't, I didn't do what you wanted me to do. I didn't do what the, the, what the patrol guide says to do. That boss now is like, I'm responsible for this. Cause this guy will just say, well, I told the boss. Yeah. So now the boss is going to go, well, I'm going to do what I got to do then. Yeah. And that's either pass it up the chain or he's going to do his reports and his investigation. And then the buck stops with the police. Yeah, the buck stops there. And, and that's exactly what this supervisor did. Like, because what if one of these kids in the class now goes home and says, Mr. Rocha wanted to shoot me? Yeah. Oh, well, I, you know, and then Mr. Rocha goes, well, I told my supervisor. And he made a mistake. Yeah. He made a mistake in telling the supervisor. Oh, if, yeah, if, yeah. If you do something like that, let's just see if something bad happens. Because if you tell your supervisor, something bad will happen. And just to give you the written version of it to make sure that we're getting uh, all the facts straight so you know it came from the New York Post. Rocha, or rather the New York Daily News in this case, Rocha said he went to his supervisor and told him, look, I think I made a bad call today. I made a joke that I shouldn't have said. I want to tell you in case it comes back to you and is blown out of proportion. So he was covering his ass by telling his supervisor. And boy, was he right. Yeah. (laughs) And the supervisor asked him to write a statement. That might be where he Mm -hmm. fucked up. In writing a statement. No, he could have said, you know what? I appreciate your request for that. I'll get it to you right away. And then just, <laughs> you know, no, just forget about it and go, you know what? I gave some more thought to that. And uh, I know that, well, just do me a favor. Forget I mentioned it. Uh, so the principal of the school doesn't know who I am. She's never come into the classroom to see how I work. And next thing I know, she's come in and tells me they're arresting me. Now, uh, uh, Melinda Katz there, she's the, the Queen's DA. She says uh, she's not saying anything about it. She refused to say if it, if it had declined or deferred prosecution. Wouldn't even say if Roach has still faced a criminal charge. So it's possible for it to be sealed and for him to still face a criminal charge of some sort, even if the arrest well, is now, sealed. Who knows? What, from what one part of the story said it was sealed, and now she's, she might be like, mm, we might have to reopen this. I don't know. I mean, I think she's, you know what I bet? I bet she's like, doesn't do me any good to say anything about yeah. this. If I come out and say it one way, then people are going to take the other side. If she comes out and says, like, uh, well, we're going to make sure that he does see charges or something like that. And if she comes out and says, eh, you know what? No yeah, big deal. Who cares? Yeah, that's not good. So just I can see why she's not saying anything. She's this just is like, still under, anything. Yes, this is still under investigation by the Queen's DA office. We'll let you know. Yeah, which makes sense. Okay, so blah, um, blah, blah. He, he meant nothing by the comment, uh, he, which he made to a class of 11 and 12-year-olds at Intermediate School 5, the Walter Crowley School in Maspeth. But he realized he might have gone too far and tried to get ahead of any problems by telling a supervisor. That makes sense. Okay, so there you go. That's that story. We have an update on the guy who was found, 80-year-old guy, who was discovered dead with I Touch, I Touch Little Girls written on him. Uh, the in, Staten uh, Island uh, creepo. Yeah, the well, Forgotten Borough Corpse, which I, I don't believe for a second that the guy was touching little girls. I don't think that, I don't think that that's the way. I, I, I don't think that it's one, you know, I, every parent you talk to, Every parent. And even people who don't have kids. If anybody touch my kid, I will kill him. Of course. 
course he would. I'd like to hear one parent just once go, I mean, you touch my kid. You know, I figure, like, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> I would talk to my kid about yeah. being responsible, not wearing cool. such sexy little clothes. You know, you have to understand the yeah. kid plays yeah. a role. Uh, you know, that would be interesting to hear. But uh, they have a suspect in this, and it's a home health aide who uh, was also arrested on Monday for, for uh, what do you call it, uh, beating her kid up. Yeah, she had a bad week. Well, I mean, she lost her job first. And now she's a suspect in a murder. And I do you think that, the, that she would be a suspect if she hadn't have uh, abused the kid in public? Because she did that on the Lower East Side. 911 was called, and she grabbed the phone from this woman and said, are you calling the police? And uh, <laughs> and then and the, the woman uh, was somewhat injured, too, I believe. I'm sure the, the, the detectives that were investigating the, the old man we're looking at some type of timeline too for the for who was in and out of that house. Mm-hmm. So her name is definitely going to be in the mix. If she's the home health aide, she was probably one of the only people in that house with him. So she's definitely, definitely going to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, regardless, right? Uh, yeah. Even even without that. Yeah. Um, it was it was officially declared a homicide. Rainer's death. That's the guy who's dead. Uh, the eighty year old man. Uh, his name was um, Robert Rainer. His picture was on the cover of the Daily News, and it's this photo here. Where he's like Santa Claus looking guy. Kinda, yeah. You know, uh, just an old guy living out his days, it seemed like, you know, living out the final ride. Arthritic knees, and uh, yeah, not in good shape. This woman now is 28 year old Renee Ayardi, or Ayarn, and her, her daughter lived, uh, the two of them lived with um, the 80 year old victim who was discovered dead uh, Monday morning. And uh, yeah, she's. Uh, Oh, I, I beg your pardon. She has not been named as a suspect. Not been named as a suspect. It's only been a homicide for a couple of days. She's not been named as a suspect, but she has been arrested twice in the last five months, most recently for assaulting her three, three-year-old daughter just six hours after Rainer's body was discovered in the in the hallway outside of the apartment he shared with the home health aide and her child. Six hours later, that's plenty of time to get from uh, Staten Island up to the Lower East Side, and that was after the body was discovered. So, I mean, like, she, it, 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 it's, she, she's it, depending a, on how long it took, you know? She's got a lot of issues, it seems like. Well, she's she allegedly got... dropped her daughter onto the concrete and dragged her along Hester Street on the Lower East Side about 3.45 p.m. Monday and then threw a full water bottle at the defenseless girl's face, according to authorities. And she screamed at the little girl. Mm-hmm. A passerby called 911. A yardie grabbed the cell phone out of the woman's hands, knocking her to the ground and leaving her scratched and bruised. Are you calling the police? Give me your phone. The little daughter was taken to a hospital with bruising to the to her neck, and investigators found old injuries in various states of healing, uh, still visible on the girl's knees, face, and cheek. I was outside, and mommy threw me to the floor. I was outside, and mommy threw me on the floor. Yeah. So that's. Uh, that's a sad little statement there by that little girl. A weird. This is a weird story. This is just. There, this has a lot of moving. This is. It's like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. There's just a lot of weird characters and a lot of side stories. Yeah, yeah. Some weird little things happening. Now, uh, but she has an ongoing case, by the way, in a March first arrest on Staten Island. Now, this is an interesting thing because uh, she was driving a car with a missing front passenger side window. This woman, who is uh, the home health care aide of the dead man, yes. and. Um, 
Yeah, so we, and, and the wrong license plate. She refused to provide police with any documentation for the car and faces charges including gun possession, driving without a license, and resisting arrest. And here's a quote from her. Uh, that it was, uh, as she told these arresting officers, I don't abide by the rules of the U.S. I invoke my Fifth Amendment right. I don't abide by the rules such as the Fifth Amendment right, which I now invoke. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rule of the U.S., you understand. She, she killed this guy. That. She killed this guy. <laughs> she killed this guy. She doesn't abide by the rules of the yeah, U.S. I mean, is uh, so murder is a rule. Like, don't break the rule of murder. She's she's clearly she, saying I have no regard she, for your laws. Yeah, she's nuts. Yeah, she sounds like one of these. Uh, she's a kook. What do they call them? EDPs. Uh, no, no, no. The word for the these type of people who say like I maritime law and all that shit. Uh, oh yeah, P- I don't pay taxes because of this, and I am a yeah. Uh, I don't nationalist. National, kind of I, not a yeah. fellow traveler, but something yeah. like that. It's uh, I forget what they. Uh, there's some term for it these weirdos who who just don't abide by you know yeah i don't i'm i'm not subject to your laws i don't i remember the big thing with those with uh, the people you're talking about is i don't pay taxes that was the big the big selling point of those guys like, yeah if that you works you don't have to pay taxes yeah so <laughs> okay what are they called i can't yeah, think of what uh, they're called or they have some name and they uh it's yeah. they really believe that they're not subject to our laws they're not really. I live here, whatever. I'm not. I'm not a part of all this shit. You can't do anything to me. I can. I don't know. I don't abide by uh, the rules of the U.S. I invoke my Fifth Amendment right. That way of thinking is very dangerous. If it catches on, you know, too much lawlessness is. You know, I mean, like for crying out loud, that's that, that's not good. I don't think people running around thinking they have this like absolute right to just do as they please. I am the law. <laughs> So uh, you, when I said that, you immediately said this lady killed him. And do you, do you kind of believe that? I, I think she's... That makes her a stronger suspect based on she's that. She's like a real... Let's see what the financial situation is with this guy and this woman. If there was some kind of deal worked out. If she was able to get her hands on his finances. Right. And if this guy had a buttload of money or what she assumed to be or what she perceived to be a lot of money. Right. And was able to cut the family out, get her hands on it quick before, you know, before the ink dries on some paperwork. Well, the lot of money could you're talking about could be $8,000. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. Whatever her crazy mind is of a lot of money. And and, and, and the thing is, she really fucked up because she, she attracted a lot of attention to the case by oh, by, yeah. by do by writing that on there if she, if this yeah. in fact is what happened she's in there with a the little girl i think that it makes sense that she would do it and then write that in order to say like so if i do get caught i'll say he was touching my little girl yeah and all the and everybody will side with me and uh, that really makes more difference than it should in terms of law i i can't believe how much public opinion affects the way it's being swayed these days but it really well, does well like you just said i mean she she did that for if if she did do it, she did it for a reason for the shock value of it to throw a scent off of her, you know. Well, I, but I she's mean, living the, there I, with I, a little yeah. girl, you know, so it kind of points the finger at her in a way. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, if she's living there but with him, that's a pretty like that's a pretty uh, close relationship. It seems like they don't have a lot. She's only twenty eight. Not releasing a lot of stuff right now. Oh, I see. So let that let that sit and boil for a while. And, and, then, and, and then you'll see what happens. So all we're waiting for is a motive, really. Yeah. Because she like, had I, like means. I said, I, I I think this is this is this has a lot to do with her trying to get her hands on this guy's money. It was it, blunt force trauma. Yeah. That's how he died. 
And uh, so if anybody's wondering how he died, anybody can kill an 80-year-old arthritic need man, you know. I mean, if the guy's in bad shape, and he was. And if you write that on there, like, the, the daughter, by the way, is just really angry about this because he would never hurt a child. He wasn't even able to hurt a child. Uh, you know, he has an estranged son who's just kind of like, that's too bad. And, you know, the, and when a guy doesn't, he doesn't have a ton of family around, she probably figured that, you know, who's going to advocate yeah, for this Yeah, I can guy? control this guy. I'll get, I'll get what I can get out of him. Yeah, I'll get what I can get out of him. 28 years old who doesn't abide by the rules of the U.S. Exactly. But ain't saying shit thanks to the Fifth Amendment. Listen to the Crack House podcast. It's on weekly. It's with, uh, with uh, Mike and Muskie. Mushki. Sundays at nine, folks. Sundays at nine. Yeah, and and this will you guys will find this appealing. Uh, they had an episode taken down recently. Is it okay to say that because of uh, yeah, just a very simple joke? YouTube cyberbullying. Yeah, allegedly cyberbullying, which wasn't even connected to anything. It wasn't even connected to a person. It was just a. It was a. It was a joke about a. a it was like a twenty-year-old story. Yeah, a twenty-year-old story that had nothing to do with anything. So remember that you know the. Uh, the censors are out there, and they're and they're, they're now they're just censoring stuff that they figure to be in somewhat bad taste, such as the occasional joke by Chris Musky. Uh, am I saying that Muscalino? Chris Musky Muscalino on uh, the Crack House podcast. Check it out, listen to it, and uh, you know more to come on different shows and everything. Too woke to fuck is out there. Please subscribe to Too Woke to Fuck. The number two, the word woke, the number two again, and an F period. Too woke to F. A new episode will be coming soon. New episode, fairly recent episode. A lot of love on that podcast. Please check it out and subscribe. I would appreciate it. And also subscribe to Compound Media, where I do a show each and every week. Thursdays live at 7.30. I did do comedy under the stars and missed this past Thursday. So if you tuned in and, and I wasn't there, that's the rarity. You know that. There'll be a makeup show next week. So two shows next week. That's me doing a, a show similar to this show about crime. All over the world. All over the fucking world. I don't bring it onto this show. That's where it goes. On Compound Media. Subscribe to Compound Media. And you don't just get my show. You get a ton of other great entertainment and great shows that I won't go into. But uh, it's, it's, trust me, solid. Check it out. You can get a one-day pass. You can do all kinds of shit. A lot of different ways to subscribe. Uh, thanks one more time, Michael Sullivan. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.